0: I think the thing I appreciate about what he offers here is if you can spend the time, it's not quick, mm -hmm, if you're willing to spend the time and the effort to try to understand your business and articulate things like the path and the approach and your guiding principle or principles in a fairly succinct way, you're actually gonna give your people enough resources to then understand not what to do at every mile, between mile two and 10,000, but enough to understand that they can navigate those miles well
1: when they get there. Hey, good day and welcome to the Consultant Coach Podcast. I'm here with my good buddy, Josh. As always, how are you, man? Doing great. Another day. Another another day, all the war they want, business application. Uh, We did the book review last week. That's right. Which was just a very quick overview of mm-hmm. the book by mm-hmm. Jeff Ankle, who is from Conquest Cyber. And he, and he the book is about, um, you know, how do you defend against cyber risk, but mm-hmm. also how does that apply even to other businesses? I'm sure he would not say this book just applies to companies that want to... Um, defend against cyber, but we're going to get into the business application of his book. Um, what scripture did he came up with, business know, application of uh, what Mr. Angle is?
0: Right. One of the things that he talks a lot about in the book that we didn't get into much last week, but we will get into a little more today around the importance of choosing your team, what he calls the plank holders, and I think we're going to talk more about the mission as a concept, chapter seven, but plank holders is definitely important. And there was a certain person who we like to talk about a lot um, in our lives. His name is Jesus. And Jesus has a thing or two to teach us about team selection, I thought might be useful, from Matthew chapter 4, where he says, As he was walking along the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the sea, since they were fishermen. Follow me, he told them, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They went in a boat in Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left the boat, their father, and followed him. And what I thought was interesting about that was, you know, you think about the um, disciples that Jesus had, and they seemingly weren't very impressive. No, right. just a, I wouldn't have picked normal fishermen around, right? But the importance about, as we talk in his book about mission's concept, the importance really bigger than obviously any business mission was the mission that Jesus was about was about really um, life change for people through you know through him, right? And something he must have known about the selection of those people because he didn't just pick anybody because the results were. The fact that he picked people who by the end they so understood and believed in his mission, they all died for it.
1: They right? truly did. Which
0: is what you want, right? We talk about mission as a concept, and I don't want to over-index the value of that, but but you know, as we apply it, it's about, you know, finding people who are so in tune and understanding what it is you want to achieve and so willing to go all the way with you, you know, the leader, that they are driving that. And the result was you know, explosive growth of the church, mm-hmm. right? That could never have happened. I mean, Jesus himself really didn't see that growth at all in terms of his, you know, time on earth. Um, and, you know, obviously it was well after the Holy Spirit had come and there's all the things that happened at Pentecost and, and all of that. So I don't want to, it's not completely one for one, but I thought it was a very helpful sort of construct to remember that, you know, while picking your team is important, you know, if you're looking for the ultimate example, Jesus was quite good in choosing a team,
1: and well, and, and very intentional. So yes, it's not just int- a context, an and you know, it was. So a little context of this, you know, I'm chatting with Josh. We both uh, read the book, and he was so fired up over this chapter alone, mm-hmm. in, in an amazing way. So, f- what, Mister? Engels writes, in terms of mission as a concept, mm-hmm. how does that apply to business? As you're working in consulting, why is that so vitally important that we understand?
0: Yeah, and I would say that, so, I would think there's lots of things here that I would apply to certain contexts, right? He talked a lot about cyber. Industry, Mm -hmm. right? And there's a lot of things that kind of apply to that. Or military. There were things that you talked about, this plank holders and team selection. But I've worked with a lot of startups, and that's kind of something you really focus on either in a startup or maybe if you're a new senior executive, right? And you're building a team. But this chapter seven, to me, was the nugget because this is the most applicable, the most helpful, the most clearly summarized view of a key business concept that you could take to any company. And do something significant mm-hmm. with it, right? This idea, this the way he framed the mission as a concept idea. I mean, it certainly is a space we're going to get into talking to Jeff about when he's able to join, because um, the uh, I mean, I've got a lot of questions about <laughs> in terms of where he came up with it, but it's really
1: fascinating. So we'll talk about it and talk about how to apply it to different businesses. But so one of the things that sticks to me about you know mission as a concept, as you will know. When it's, when the mission is clear and mm-hmm. not just as a concept, it's very, very clear. And I had a really cool unfortunate thing happened at my work today and I didn't I didn't see it happen, but it, it came through the channels all the way up to me, where someone said, Did you hear that this team member confronted this team member because they were not fully on mission? Mm. And I was like, Really? that's amazing. And so what we had Mm. going on at our company Mm -hmm. was someone wasn't fulfilling their side of the bargain. And we're not even talking a senior team leader or a team leader or executive. We're talking two people. Two frontline people. Two frontline people. Mm -hmm. And one saw that this person was not fulfilling their end of the bargain. They went and said, hey, no, you need to bring it. Yep. And you know, so in terms of mission, you know, When when the front line are all unified, that is a very, very good thing.
0: Well, not just unified, but what I just heard you say was holding each other
1: accountable. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's one thing to say I'm unified, but what does that look like?
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, um, it's also, I mean, not to go off too much of a tangent, kind of get ahead of ourselves for life application. It sounds a lot like, you know, how we feel as parents when someone else catches our kids doing the right thing. Absolutely. right. When someone comes to you and says, oh, I saw your son or daughter doing da-da-da-da-da, and and it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Usually I hear about the not good things. (laughs) But But the good things are big compliments, right? You're like, oh, okay, Mm -hmm. they've been listening for all these years about da-da-da-da-da value we've been trying to teach, Mm -hmm. right? Whatever that is.
1: (laughs) So, yeah. uh, One of the things he says in the book is, you know, in terms of his style, he says what he is Oh, Actually, what I wrote is his style is what he is doing is not typically what he is doing. He likes to develop kind of with a, a special ops mindset.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
1: it's really kind of cool because when he's going into cybersecurity, which I don't know much of. So mm-hmm. I, I would say that's a little bit like the, me talking about the military. Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot. I've watched movies. I am not a mm-hmm. military person. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. But he goes into it with a special ops mindset. How can we, How can we look at business the same way?
0: Yeah, no, and I think that he has a lot, help, several, um, talking about framing and symbolism, he has several uh-huh. helpful helpful frames, including this you know, mission as a concept that you could take and apply, I think, to a business around how do you simplify, how do you um, focus on the most important things. We heard that a lot, both uh-huh. in his book, we heard that a lot in Extreme Ownership, um, and how to basically set people up for success, right, as the leaders. That, and that's your goal, is to really get – people on board get them all aligned around the right things and set them loose right absolutely um and i think that's what this mission i mean we should and we could do want to walk through the mission as a concept yeah let's for do it. it yeah why don't you read um that? <clears throat> what he talks about i think there's one two three four five things there's um what he calls the pathway or the vehicle we'll talk about these the approach or the engine the guiding principle uh, or what he calls the gps our destination and then our fuel right and so i think the destiny you know so going through these <clears throat> I think the pathway or the, or the vehicle, I think that's basically their standard work, right? Um, you know, the engine, I think that's um, basically the, the kind of differentiation, I think, is we way I interpreted that. Um, I thought it was interesting that the guiding principle was one thing, presumably. I don't know what that is that he has in here, but I assume that it's like the one thing. So what's the important. mission
1: that defines each individual business?
0: uh yeah well i mean he had a mission statement which was different i think um a guiding principle versus then a, i guess a destination or maybe that's an, a mission or objective but then he also then had the um the fuel or i interpreted that as the culture so he had very succinctly I and mean, these are all only a few words each right so very these are it's not like a paragraph in on each mm-hmm. one of these there's one two three three words three words four words <laughs> well what's, Six, what seven sticks words. out
1: to me in terms of the fuel Yeah. You know what? What is propelling this jet engine? Um, Whether you know, it's easy with a jet. Jet fuel is what propels it. But what propels each business, whether it be healthcare, whether it be lawn care, whether it be uh, ministry? What is propelling? And we always need to remember what propels. One's business.
0: Yeah, and he spends the last third of the book on that, mm-hmm. right? And so he talks, so so that's why I think this is a, such a helpful kind of, this chapter's right in the middle of the book, I think, intentionally. But the whole last third of the book or so is about what he calls the fuel, right? Which is doing cool stuff that makes an impact with people we like, mm-hmm. right? So I think he has, I guess, three different chapters, so fourth of the book. Um, but this idea that, you know, tying to your mission, you better doing something that's really meaningful, right? Mm-hmm. That's important that people can believe in. Because um, people want to go home feeling like the work they're doing matters, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, they want to, you know, be doing cool stuff to impact that problem. And then, you know, doing it around and with friends and people that we actually enjoy. Because, you know, frankly, we spend more time with our workmates many times than we do with our families, you know. And so you kind of want to like the people you work with. And I've been in a lot of situations where I don't. And it is miserable when you don't. Oh, it is. Um, so I can see why that's so important. And then I think he's used that culture, that fuel to drive continual growth on every one of these other areas of his business.
1: Mm -hmm. And I, I, you mentioned, uh, one of the things you got to like the people you work with. Now, this doesn't mean you hang out with them 24, 7, 365, but we, you need to at least like people that, you know. You're going to the front line with. You Don't know, you have a th-
0: best friend at work?
1: Well, yeah, I do work with my wife, and it's awesome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just I'm I'm making fun of the research that says you have to have a BFF at work. It makes yeah. things better.
1: If you do, it's awesome. Yeah. It really is I'm not is sure it's awesome. required, but it's okay. But but it's good. You really. should like each other. For so, sure. there's been a lot of times where we have interviewed a number of people for our work, or I've talked to other other you know uh, companies. Hey, and it comes down to two or three options. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'll usually end up with, which one do you like the most? It's like, we're not allowed to do that. Of course you can do that. Mm-hmm. When we were picking our spouse, it wasn't like, did you like him? Well, I didn't like him, but she brings these three things to the table. Of course we loved our spouse. Of course we liked hanging out with them. That's right. awesome.
0: Right. Yeah, I, no, it should definitely be. It's not a reason to pick somebody only, but it's definitely something that you want to consider in the process. Right? Absolutely. I mean, we, and, and we he talked says about that. that. You've got
1: yeah. to be, it, it's, it's not only... Okay, It's encouraged to like the people that you work with. Yeah. You know who I'd like to get
0: together? Who is Jeff Engel mm-hmm. with Dave Ramsey. And Ooh, I'd love to do a, like a book conversation between the two of them because there's a lot of crossover here, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of interesting concepts that aren't directly quoted. Like it doesn't – I'm not sure. I can't tell here if Jeff Engel knows of or has ever even read Dave Ramsey. I'd have to even double-check all the quotations in the back. But nothing I saw direct. But a lot of concepts were similar. This idea of doing it with
1: people you like, right? And mm-hmm. Dave talks a lot well, about that. And I think that. a lot of it, too, is, you know, Jeff, we don't know his background, but he he does come out of the military. In the military, the U.S. military does what works. If it didn't work, right. they would not teach the entire military, whereas Ramsey is very biblically framed and scripturous mm-hmm. stood the test of time. So, I mean, there's obviously crossover on what works,
0: Mm-hmm. in life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. no, I would it, assume
1: it, it, possibly that's very
0: very similar it would just it just struck me what do you think about um, this idea of he talks about his pathway or his vehicle in the approach of the? How, how easy
1: is that for you to articulate for your company I'm getting better at it yeah I used to not be very good at all at articulating the path so mm. I think for our business number one is mission you have to and this is why Loved how you led with mission. You've got to know the mission. But then there's the stories about the mission. What are we trying to do? Mm-hmm. So for example, um, our, our mission in healthcare is to take care of other people in need mm-hmm. and to love them. But what I got a text message yesterday from a friend of a friend, and she just said, Hey, Eric, thank you so much for delivering this lift chair to our house, and it has allowed me to do this to stay active and to do several things so that was a story Mm -hmm. i'm able to take tell that story Mm -hmm. to my team to further encourage them and it's just like what you see jesus doing where you have hey there are definitely you know you have the 10 commandments Mm -hmm. but it's not jesus didn't just say, Hey, here are the 10 commandments. He, and you know, you, they show up all throughout the sermon of the Mount. There's the story that corresponds with that. And I think that's kind of what you see.
0: Yeah. No, I appreciate that. I guess one of the things I was thinking about with that one, I think is similar, but where story to me potentially falls short. And I hear this a lot with clients that I've done a lot of work on uh, transformation efforts. So figuring out how Mm -hmm. to, especially in healthcare, digital transformation, but even outside healthcare, there's always this recognition that a mission is great. I think to some degree, story is great because it sort of gives you a view of the 10, like 10,000 miles from here, mm-hmm. where we want to be, right? And it's somewhat easy when we know, okay, I want to get to that mountain over there, and I can see the path in front of me for the first mile. But nobody really knows what's going to come between miles two and 10,000, mm-hmm. right? Or whatever it is and the um i think the thing that i appreciate about what he offers here is if you can spend the time and it's not quick mm-hmm. if you're willing to spend the time and the effort to try to understand your business and articulate things like the path and the approach and your guiding principle or principles in a fairly succinct way you're actually going to give your people enough resources to then understand not what to do at every mile between mile 2 and 10,000, but enough to understand that they can navigate those miles
1: well when they get there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what And I would so- also add along the way, because yeah. you don't want all your employees to be robots. You want them right, big and flowing. You understand the mission. How do you handle how this is a little bit different how this is a little bit different right. you want them to be creative but not deviate from the mission
0: well and not deviate from the mission also not i think what he's saying don't deviate from you know the approach we've agreed upon mm-hmm. the, the um the pathway that we've given you right <laughs> don't don't run off into the woods right stay on the path and navigate around the rock the log the animal right while and understanding like, facing, and
1: understanding you know? what that is so i had our company off-site yesterday and someone was making a suggestion we're in washington state and he's like we need to open a location in oregon mm-hmm. and i was like immediately one of my leaders said we can't do that because we are our central washington company oregon is not part of central washington for our mission statement mm-hmm. but props to them because they immediately understood this is our mission and a lot of times things are good but if it's not part of a business's mission One thing, either A, don't do it, or B, you need to change the mission statement. I was going to say, you need to change the mission statement. I mean, we could say we are a Northwest company, but we could not say, hey, we strive as a central Washington company. And a lot of this is understanding the mission. And when people understand the mission, they're way more focused, no matter what the purpose of each individual business is. So here's the question. Mm -hmm. If you know what your mission statement is, but someone
0: has an idea like that, that's outside the mission, how do you evaluate, do you throw out the idea or do you change the
1: mission? How do you evaluate that? Well, you have to do either or. Because if we were to be moving to Oregon, we have to change our mission statement. how do you evaluate that? That's a really, really
0: good question. Because I would wonder, looking at—maybe this is a question for Jeff. Mm -hmm. If, you know, you have your four or five, excuse me, categories here. If someone were to propose an idea that met your path, was part of your approach, fit within your guiding principle— Still leverage your fuel or your Mm -hmm. culture, but the only thing that was off was your mission statement. Oh, that's a good one. Should you consider altering your mission statement?
1: I would say if it's a really, really great idea and you're bought into changing your mission. Right. But I would also go so far as to say if it's contrary to the mission and you're still committed to the mission, I would say no, you don't do it. The mission of a company is its guiding principles. What do you... Created to do. Yeah, I guess it's just a question of um,
0: are there aspects? Because to your point, like it's not it probably what's the full mission statement you have as a company? Like uh, Central, Washington, uh, other than provide, Central Washington.
1: Providing high quality home medical equipment to yeah. the community of Central Washington.
0: Yeah, so I mean, like it doesn't, you're not altering the core of that mission statement by changing no. the geography. No, but what I'm saying is, you
1: know, we're splitting here, but what I'm saying is it would have to change to the Northwest yeah, or Eastern Washington or what I could call it the Inland Empire. Eastern Cascades. But you just need to make sure the mission statement's there to guide. Yes. And this is why, let's say, in ice hockey, why is an ice rink better than playing hockey on an open lake? Well, you need Mm -hmm. to kind of keep the puck in there. If not, you're going to be chasing the puck all day long. We need guiding principle, the mission yeah. that we are focusing on. I'm yeah. sure it's fun to ice skate, but I mean, you're going to spend all time. You need to have boundaries in a business. Right. Nope. That makes sense.
0: I agree. Um, what else? What do we else do we have here from this uh, this statement or this uh, chapter? Excuse me. What else would you like here hear from mission well, as this concept?
1: I want to go back to the symbolism. I brought okay. it up a little right. bit the first time, but even within business, symbolism is so vitally important. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it really, it, insp- so I, what I would say for those leading businesses, every business is different, but be very aware of the symbolism within the business. What are you using to symbolize what your company does? Mm-hmm. Because people are drawn towards it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got to be great. And so this is why this is why you see people uh, join the military. It's not because I'm going to join the military because there's a great benefits package. No, right. they join the military yeah. because they they want to protect the freedom mm-hmm. that our co- country stands for. They join the military yeah. as a sense of uh, identity and well, they what want to they... do
0: cool stuff that makes an impact.
1: Absolutely, and they're
0: assuming they're going to be people they like. So this mm-hmm. is where
1: understand mm-hmm. the symbolism and framing that each individual company does Mm -hmm. i mean look at any great is apple better than a pc i don't know but i can definitely tell you that their marketing is better right
0: their their ability Mm -hmm. to symbolism is way better and
1: Mm -hmm. uh, i just use that great symbolism now you Mm -hmm. should have both an amazing product and great stories and symbolism right but it's a both and
0: well and it's also you know i've worked with a couple of great designers who understand it's not just about producing the designs but it's about leveraging Um, Art and pictures Mm -hmm. to communicate symbols, right? Symbolism story through different communication besides just the written word, Mm -hmm. right? And the ability to, you know, as as one jokes with me, you know, a picture's worth a thousand words. It could take me a long time to write a thousand words, but he's able to come up with a picture really
1: fast and still beat me to it, which he does frequently. So (laughs) Um, I have a little exercise for anyone listening. And exercises, think of a time where... A great meeting or a great concept inspired you. Mm-hmm. Figure out what was it that inspired you? Was it the facts? Almost always, it was the symbolism and framing around it. Sure. So think what what inspired you. Ask other people what what inspires you about mm-hmm. that. It'll point us in the right direction. Yeah. Well, good. Well, hey. Thanks to Jeff Engel who uh, sent us an early copy of this book. Hey, if you please go out and get it uh the the link to the book is in our show notes mm-hmm. and um i'm not sure if it's next week or the week after that we have a one-on-one in or i guess it would be a two-on-one interview Two on one, yeah. with uh, mr engel to hear his perspective of what led him to write the book and we we have some clarifying questions we're a little confused on some areas sure. hopefully he will enlighten us oh, i'm sure on will. that yeah, it'll be awesome. But in the meantime, please go to the, consultant of the and uh, reach out to us if you have any questions. We'd absolutely love to hear from you. Sounds good. Take care.